Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and I'm your host. Today, we have another guest. It is Dr. Zaid. She is a pediatric dentist living in Charleston, South Carolina right now, but she did her residency for pediatric dentistry at the University of Michigan, and her dental school was at Detroit Mercy, but she actually is from the state of Texas originally, so quite a bit of perspective that she can give to different programs and things that she's attended. And also we do talk about why pediatric dentistry was a good fit for her, how she likes the work, and she also goes into some details about both of those dental programs that she did attend. As usual for the intro, I'm just going to give a couple updates and then also share some motivation for you this week. I'm not going to give too many updates about things right now just because next week's episode is actually going to be a fall semester D1 year update and you're also going to get to meet my roommate Amanda and we're going to ask her some questions about her pre-dental journey and her journey to getting accepted into some dental schools and I think you guys are really going to like hearing from her. We have very different life experiences and different involvement in undergrad. So I think that it'll give a unique perspective to what I've shared in the past about my own journey. But as for what's happening, just a couple quick updates. I moved to Ann Arbor. So exciting. And this is the first episode being recorded in my new room. So hopefully it sounds all right. But um, I'm trying my best to get out and explore, go for lots of walks, go to different like coffee shops, do takeout from the different like local restaurants here. They have a lot of really great small businesses that I'm excited to start trying out. And we also are split into two groups. I think I've mentioned that for school and we only go in for sim lab or pre-clinic, whatever you guys call it. And so far we had one day where we just checked into our benches and like literally went through a list to make sure we had everything. And then we've so far only done one day of actual sim lab where we got to drill. So our first set of assignments are class one amalgam preps. So we do, I think, five teeth that we have to get signed off and then we have a practical on that. And then the next one is class one amalgam restorations. So that'll be in about three or four weeks. Three weeks is when the preps are due and we have a practical. And then two or three weeks after that is when the restorations are due and we have a practical. And as of now, we're only able to go in and practice during our allotted time, but they're working to get us extra hours after hours, again, still in small groups. So updates to come about that. Other than that, I won't really go into how the different classes are going until next week when I have a better idea and also I can get Amanda's perspective too because everyone experiences dental school differently and has different opinions about things. So I will wait till next week to share more updates about school and life with you guys. But as for motivation this week, I know if you are a student, you're probably just now starting off your fall term. So I just wanted to give the mindset that I always try to have coming into a new term is Work absolutely as hard as you can at the beginning because burnout is kind of inevitable. Obviously, you do your best to practice living a balanced life where you hopefully won't get burnout, but just going from summer to school by like closer to finals and everything, you do kind of get like a slump or like in November, you kind of have a slump by like your third set of exams. So start working really hard now and try to get as high scores as you can on your first sets of exams, because that really just can take a weight off your shoulders. It's better to over prepare for your first set of exams 
and then take it back a notch than not preparing enough and feeling like you're just climbing this uphill battle all semester. So really try to set yourself up for success at the beginning of your fall term if you are a student. And that is the little bit of motivation I wanted to share this week. I'm trying my best to stay on top of classes and do the same thing, but it's obviously different when you're starting a new program and having a credit load, a workload that you've never had before, but I'm trying to take my own advice this term. So hopefully things will turn out well, but we are going to get into the episode with Dr. Zaid right now. I hope you guys all really enjoy it and be sure to leave some feedback on the Dental Download Podcast Instagram if you did like it and if you have any other guests that you would like me to have on here, just send me a message. If it's someone that's on Instagram, send me their at so I can reach out to them and I hope you guys like this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, everyone. So I'm happy to have another guest here today. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, guys. My name is Zara. My first name is Zara. Last name is Zaid. Um, I am a pediatric dentist. Um, I went to undergrad at University of Texas in Austin and then went directly um, to dental school at Detroit Mercy in Michigan. And then I specialized in pediatrics and I went to University of Michigan um, for that. Awesome. So when did you graduate from your specialty program? So I graduated um, December of 2018. So it's kind of been a little bit over a year and a half. So still kind of new, but it is nice to not be in school anymore. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I bet. So can you talk a little bit about choosing to specialize? Like how early on in dental school did you know you wanted to do pediatric dentistry? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say like I would keep all your options open. Um, I was just very much into outreach. So like I like would go to every like outreach event, like, you know, serving food to the homeless in Detroit, whatever. But I just felt like that was something that I did. And then um, I started doing a lot of like, you know, just outreach for kids. And I've always just loved kids. Like my whole life before I went to dental, I was like, well, maybe I want to be a pediatrician. Like I just love kids. Um, But then like in dentistry, And in dental school, you don't necessarily always get the exposure to kids as you would want. Um, And so I kind of just kept that in the back of my mind. Um, I was super involved with ASDA, which I would definitely recommend, like the American Student Dental Association. So I was super involved with that. um, And I kind of um, formed like this mission trip to go to Guatemala, which I started, which was the first mission trip. And now it's like an annual thing. But because of that too, I got like more exposure into just helping other people. And like during that time, we also did a lot of like um, children and stuff. So either way, that was like another big thing that I did on the side. But um, I think my most satisfying like moments in dental school was like delivering a denture. Like that's probably when I cried and the patient cried and then like fixing an adult front tooth. So at the beginning, I kind of struggled with like, should I specialize or not specialize? So it was just like, work really hard, keep your grades up. And like, if you want to specialize, that option will still be available to you. If you kind of go with like the C's, get degrees motto, you can still get it, but it's just a little bit harder. So I would just say work really hard. For me, the biggest thing was like, I'm just so patient. Like, I feel like 
my natural ability to just be super patient is there. And so I just felt like, especially with special needs, like medically compromised kids or just like mental health issues, like I just can listen. Um, And so I felt like because I have that trait, I should specialize. And so it wasn't that I hated general, like I had a hard time deciding. I was like, my patients love me. Like the adult patients, you know, were so happy. Like I deliver their denture, I fix their front tooth, but I felt like I could do more. So that's kind of when I decided that I just have this trait that a lot of people don't have and it's very hard to find. And so that was my calling. Um, But also I did a lot of like oral surgery. So like a lot of my um, recommendations were from like oral surgeons and like being in the oral surgery like area. So when I interviewed a lot, they were like, "Uh, like, did you apply the wrong residency? And I was like, no, I just like really like pulling teeth out. So I think it's just very important to do everything. Yeah, that kind of leads into my next question. So did you have a pediatric clinic at Detroit Mercy that you were able to like shadow and like observe in or anything? So luckily we did have a pedi- so like the good thing about Detroit Mercy was there's no um, pediatric specialty there. So it's like a pro in okay. terms of like you can um, go in. But at the end of the day, when I interviewed, like I'd never done a stainless steel crown. I'd never like worked on a screaming child. So when people are like, oh my God, why do you want to do pedo? It's like, okay, you like had that mindset. So I would say like, for me, the biggest thing I did was I did a lot of externship. So being like, okay, I do want to specialize, you know, like whether it's ortho or pedo or oral surgery, I would say just do some externships um, or just shadow, like shadow a pediatric dentist that's close by, shadow an orthodontist. So you can just see like what the everyday life is, but also shadow like a residency program so you can see where the struggles are because residency is very different than private practice. Like Residency is where you hustle and bustle and then private practice is where our dream is. It's very like the quality of life we want. So during that time, I was able to kind of do both. But during my dental school, I don't think I got like the experience that you would want. Like I'd never done a stainless steel crown, but on my externships in terms of like shadowing, that was helpful. But also we had like outreach in terms of like in order to graduate, we had to do um, one to two weeks. I don't know how other programs work, but we had to do like one to two weeks of outreach and over there all I saw um, were kids for like a couple weeks and it's like in a very you know like the FQHCs like they also expose you to kids and so that kind of helps you be like okay like you know can I handle that and that will also guide you Um, we did a lot of like special needs event and then we had a special needs clinic but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing kids all day so I don't think that I think we do a lot of sealants and like you still will do um, treatment on kids but the pre-doc clinic doesn't necessarily always expose you to pediatrics. So I would say if that's always been on your mind, I would just go above and beyond and really get in contact with them versus being like, well, maybe I'll like know when I do my rotation in that clinic. Yeah, that makes sense. So is that something that you kind of have to be really proactive about and like seeking out that shadowing opportunities? Or do you just like tell like one of your faculty members and they kind of get you hooked up with someone? say like be proactive um like the people that like wrote my letter of recommendations like the program care for pediatrics like she knew I wanted it you know and so I felt like I made that voice when I started being like I really want to do this um who can you guide me to where's a good place to shadow and they will guide you because they know so many people if there is anybody that specializes or pediatrics they have connections so they will make it um, to help you out. So I would definitely reach out to them. Um, in terms of the externships, though, I did that all on my own. I just looked up like everywhere that was available for an externship. And I was like, where can I see myself living, which is very important. Like, 
Where do you want to go for residency? And so you can filter that out. And um, most people will even do like a one or two day. So of course, wherever you're living, you can do like a one day, like in Detroit and then one day in an Arbor. But say like if you're, you know, want to move back to California to your family or like move back to Texas, there are externships there for a week and you will be able to do that if you apply. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That kind of leads into like the next phase of your journey. How was it like applying to the specialty programs? And also just like, how was your experience with your program? Yeah. So also don't get caught up in like being number one or number five. So like a lot of people told me like, oh my God, like you got to be number one in your class, number two in your class. And like, thankfully, like I I was top 20%, but I wasn't number one. And I still, I applied to like 20 places. I got 11 interviews, which I was very thankful for. Um, So just know that like, you know, put yourself out there. You might not be everyone's cup of tea, but there is someone out there that will very much like you and appreciate you um, for who you are. So I would say like apply everywhere. Um, And then based off of your interviews, don't go off of, you guys kind of know like the rank system. So it's kind of intense and you have to rank, you know, where you liked it and where they liked it. And it's so easy to be like, well, that person was like super into me or like that person like made me feel good. Don't go off of that. Every interview is just an interview. And just remember that. Just go off of your gut. Just remember the match system is there to help you. It wants to help the applicant match with the area that they think will work. So don't go off of like, I think that interview was good. So I'm going to rank them number one. Just go off of your gut feeling and be like, I really like this place and I really want to be close to my family. So I'm going to rank this number one. And then even if you hate a place, just rank them last. Like the worst thing you can do is match at your last place, which is still matching. Like you are still living your dream. So I would one say apply everywhere. Anything that you can see yourself living in, apply there because what is the difference between applying to 20 places and 27 places? Like we already have so much debt. We already have wasted so much money and you're already there. So if you really want to help and be specialized in the specific area, seven more schools for like a hundred dollars each is not a big deal. So don't get caught up on that. Apply everywhere you want to apply and then just rank based off of your gut feeling of where you felt like you want to go versus how you felt like the interview went. So for interviews and like, ranking and everything. So you applied to whatever number of schools, how likely is it that you get like interviews to those schools? Cause I know for like applying to just like your normal four-year dental program, like even getting an interview is pretty slim chances. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, okay. So like, it's funny, I externed at like a lot of places and there are some places I externed at where I for sure got an interview. And then there's some places I externed and I, and I felt like they loved me, but they didn't give me an interview. Right. So like, that's when it's just, who knows why they like you when they like you, right? Well, I interviewed everywhere that I got an interview at. Like, so it's hard to say in terms of like grades and whatever, but I think the more you put yourself, okay, so say if like you feel like your GPA is lower um, and you feel like you're struggling with other things where you can like help yourself out is like have really good recommendations. So I feel like I had really good recommendations and then I wasn't like number one or number five, but I was in the top. And so- I think together, I still got interviews. Is that kind of what you were asking? Yeah, that definitely. I just know yeah. people would be curious about that listening. Um, so yeah, and I just feel like, I think like, just don't get discouraged. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, we've all been there. Like even in undergrad or dental school, like suck up. There's like always one faculty that likes you a lot more. And that needs to be your person. Like go to their office hours once in a while. Just like 
ask them how they'd like to do restorative, like when you're in pre-doc clinic, like, you know what I mean? You need to have that person that kind of dies for you. So when you get that recommendation, you just stand out because what does everybody else have? Everybody went to dental school. Everybody has grades from dental school. So what makes you stand out at this point? Because we're not applying dental school. Applying dental school is very different. You have the DAT, all that. But when you're applying to specialty, what all do you have? The only thing you have is your experience in dental school, which comes from somebody writing you a really good recommendation. So I think everybody can find a way to get a better grade or find a way to like have a better GPA. Um, but the only thing that's different is what some faculty writes about you. Okay. Yeah. I definitely get what you're saying. So can you talk a little bit about your experience at Michigan's like pediatric dentistry program? Yeah. So, um, for me, the reason I was able to narrow it down is like, I really, really wanted a master's degree. Um, it sounds like very cliche. Like I was like, I want my MS, but I just knew that down the road, I was always like, well, maybe I'll want to teach. So I really wanted my master's. So in the end, that helped me like rank a little bit better. So there's two types of programs. There's a university-based program, um, which is very much like dental school. Like you still get like pre-checks and like check in between and a post-check and you like got to present and it's very academic. And there's like hospital-based programs where it's like hustle, bustle, kind of like what you do when you're out. And so I was able to figure out that I really wanted a university-based program because I feel like I have my whole life to be fast. Um, This is my only time to really learn why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I was like, if I can learn why I'm doing what I'm doing during this time, and I have my whole life to be fast, what is another two years of being in kind of a school academic setting? Um, And then I love University of Michigan's program because it is two and a half years. So it is the longest program There's like some three-year programs, but it's the only two and a half year program out there. So it's it's six months longer than anywhere else. Um, You do defend your thesis and um, get your master's. Um, But during that last six months, they really just let you do you. Like you still see patients, you make the decisions and you just get very confident um, in what you do. So when you start private practice, you kind of know what you're doing. Um, And then I would say like the first year you're in Ann Arbor, the second year in Flint. So the first year in Ann Arbor, it's like the very much special needs, the medically compromised. I mean, University of Michigan has its name. So you see like the sickest of the sickest. My goal was like, if I see the sickest kid or the worst disease in my entire life that I might never see again, I am prepared for the worst. Like if that comes into my private practice, I don't have to freak out and send them to the hospital. I can say, okay, let me like look up your medical history. Let me see who your doctors are and still be able to see the kid and you won't be scared. So that was something that I really um, liked. And then the second year um, you're in Flint, Michigan, which is very much like private practice, but you see the worst of the worst is very much like Detroit. So I also was like, if I see the worst of the worst, I'm only going to come out being like, Oh, this cavity isn't that big, you know, and you just want those parents to care it's a very good balance of like parents that care a lot, like at University of Michigan, where, you know, they die for their kid versus at Flint, Michigan, where you're like, okay, I wish you cared a little bit more. So with that balance, you kind of get like a university and hospital based program, which I really liked about that program. That sounds really great. Actually, you got to really see everything. So once you finish up with your specialty program, what was your process like applying to jobs? And I know you can talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Honestly, like the good thing about dentistry is that if you do specialize, regardless of it's like endo, pedo, 
um, you know, cost are valued. So you will find a job anywhere. So don't worry about that. As a dentist, you should find a job anywhere. But as a specialist, you are very much valued and you can get a job anywhere. So never focus on um, being worried about having a job. Like you will find a job. Um, and if you love what you do, you will love it. Um, PA dentistry, of course, is like very exhausting. Like you're on all day. And so as long as you know that and you love what you do, it's like, I don't necessarily say I live for dentistry, but I definitely do dentistry to live, but I like what I do. So when I go in, it's awesome. But when I like finish residency, I kind of just like applied um, closer to home. Um, most people, when they finish residency, they have a plan of like, okay, either one, I want to explore a new place and like just start over because you totally can. Um, number two, you could like move closer to home or number three, you could like move somewhere um, closer to like maybe if you're married or engaged or have a plan. So I think that's very important. Um, but in terms of getting a job, you will get a job anywhere. There is job offers everywhere. So you just have to be proactive. Um, the APD is awesome. They have like a career center. You can apply everywhere there. You can look online and most places are, um, they just want to make sure you're a good fit. So just be confident in you. And if you like what you do, they just want to make sure that when you come in, you're going to treat the kid like you would treat your own kid. And that's all it is. So as long as you're a good fit um, in terms of like your personality, you'll get a job anywhere. Okay, cool. So where are you working now? So right now I'm actually in Charleston. So with COVID, it was kind of like crazy. I like took this new opportunity. I was like, okay, well, this is like the one time in my life I can kind of just like move to move. Um, so I'm in Charleston right now. Um, I do work for more of a corporate dentistry. So it's like they have like 10 practices here. Um, but don't be afraid of corporate. Like I know people like say a lot of bad things. Um, of course, it's a dream to work for a private practice, which I mean, even me and all of us want long-term and then um, we eventually want to own our own. But sometimes, you know, you have a lot of debt. Sometimes you want benefits like health insurance, medical insurance, dental insurance. And then you also want like 401k or you want pay time off. And those um, benefits don't always come with like the dreamy private practice office. So that's the dream. But sometimes we got to work and do our time for a couple of years before we can get to that. So right now I am with a corporate um, it's awesome. It's like, you know, run by the doctor. So it's not, you know, ran by business people, which is very important. Um, the people that own it, um, as well as the people that run it are like pediatric dentists. They will look into like where you went to residency, ask you what like drugs or medications you're comfortable giving for sedations, what kind of schedule you want. And so that's kind of where I am right now. Um, most pediatric dentists work only four days a week. I'm just like doing my time kind of like, you know, of my debt. So I'm working five days a week because if I don't work a day in a week, I just end up shopping. So I feel like I get to do my time and work five days a week just with them. Um, I'm at one office, which is awesome. Work there, get there around like 7.30, um, leave by like 5, 5.15. Um, and I've been working Monday through Friday, but I just started this place in June 1st. Um, before that, I was in Austin, Texas. Um, and like, of course, the first year out of residency is always the hardest because we're good at what we do, but it's hard because it's a different kind of hard because we're so used to studying and so that was a different challenge and then I was also studying for oral boards which I took last September so with all of that it was just like a weird year but I feel like this is my first year like actually working and not worrying about like 
um, an exam or anything like that. Okay, cool. So that kind of leads into my next question, which is what's the biggest challenge of your job? So I would say the biggest challenge of my job is just like making sure like you don't get overwhelmed. Like kids are very exhausting. And um, you have to remember that if you get a kid from someone else, they're already going to be hard. Um, and so the biggest challenge is I think just being on all the time. Like you were, you come in, you got to be happy and excited and you're fine. And it's kids all day. So you're talking and talking and talking and like dealing with screaming patients all day, but you know that you are their last resort. You know, the general dentist couldn't help them at the end of the day, you are their last resort. So that's probably the most challenging and just not letting yourself get like overworked or overwhelmed in terms of what you're delivering would be probably the hardest. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with um, a hard patient and then like being in control while that appointment's going on. And just remember that like kids can sense everything. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, they will feel overwhelmed. They'll do worse. <laughs> so that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. That's very admirable that you're able to, I don't know, like you said, you have that patience and you're able to like pick up on the emotions of the children and try to just help them as much as you can. So that's really awesome. Yeah. And then uh, the best thing about our job is like, just remember like, so like sometimes I get frustrated because like, I mean, it's a very exhausting job and I'll be like, oh my God, like the dentistry, like it's so fun, but like, it's exhausting. But like, then you like talk to other people and they're like, they work till 11 or like, they're like up till 1 a.m. like working on like an engineering project. It's like, how great is it that like, after 30 minutes or an hour, you got that kid to cope. And if they didn't, you figure out a way for them to cope. And then after that hour, you're done. So like, you don't have, when you leave work, you don't have to worry about that kid anymore because you did the best you could with the best you got. And at the end of the day, you did it and you're, and he's fine <laughs> or she's fine. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I know my friends in like business jobs, like they can just have so much extra work on the weekends and all that kind of stuff. So that's definitely a benefit to dentistry, I guess, if you're not running a practice on top of everything else. Yeah. So do you have any closing advice for dental students listening? Um, I would just say like, if you ever consider specializing, like whether it's pedo or ortho or endo, just like do your best. Like at the beginning of dental school, I would get anxious. Like it's an exam, but just know what's the worst that can happen. You fail an exam, you retake it. Nothing bad can happen. And if you get through that, then you just like keep doing better and like you'll get A's and you'll get there. But if there's something that you really want to do, like, reach out to like the pediatric department. Like the, there's always one person that's in charge and like get to know them and like find like a couple people that like really want you to do well. And then if those people are there for you, like you will have great recommendations. You will, you know, kill it with your grades and then you can specialize in anything. So I think that's like my biggest thing. I think the saddest thing is when like, you know, you're a fourth year and you're like, you know what, like general dentistry is really hard. Like I wish I specialized, but like you don't have the grades or the ability, because like you said, it does get harder. And like, I don't even realize this now, but like specializing is kind of challenging and really hard, but just also know, like if your grades aren't perfect, then be involved, like, you know, be involved in your pediatric dental association, be involved in ASDA. Um, you can travel so much with ASDA. Like I think ASDA is one of the best things I ever did. I was like so involved. You get to travel all over the like country for free and you get to like advocate for like your dental peers. Um, and that was huge, especially with kids. They love that. If you can advocate for, you know, adults, you know, you're going to advocate for kids. So that's huge. Um, just like do outreach, volunteer, but just keep your grades up and just know that like dentistry is an exhausting field, but it's only because, you know, you're in 
it and it's hard right now, but eventually like your reward will come when you do your time. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so much for everything today. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they do have any other questions? Can they reach out to you on Instagram? Yeah, feel free to like message me on Instagram. Um, I'm going to give Haley um, my number and my email and she can post it. So feel free to text me, call me. I'm super easy. I love helping people um, want to do, you know, kind of what I do, but whatever way you need to contact me, I think Instagram, you know, um, email or phone is fine. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Alrighty, that is everything from this week's episode. Be sure to reach out to Dr. Zaid if you do have any specific questions. She did leave her contact info, and I'll also be sure to tag her on her Instagram if you want to get directly to her in that way. And I will talk to you guys next Monday all about how D1 Fall is going and introducing you to Amanda. Just a little bit of background before we start next week. She was an RA at Michigan State for three years, and she worked another job off campus while also doing her classes as a human nutritionist major in the Lyman Briggs College that I was also a part of and she was in pre-dental club with me. She was actually the secretary for a few years and president our senior year so she's definitely a very involved student and she also did the summer enrichment program at the University of Detroit Mercy so we're going to touch on how that went for her, what she gained from it, how she applied to it and got in because I know those are really great opportunities for pre-dental students that I didn't have the personal experience to talk about with you guys so I hope you guys are excited to hear from Amanda and hear how D1 Fall is going at Michigan for us. So I will talk to you next Monday.